Welcome to the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. It is week 18, and we are here to deliver the winners, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room, Grant, welcome in to Ride the Line. Grant, are you riding on Friday, January 5th? at 8.13 a.m. Of course I'm Ryan Tanner. It's the final week of the NFL regular season. We've got all sorts of wonderful games. I mean, we're not getting Monday Night Football, but I don't think it matters. we got a bunch of great matchups. That Sunday Night Football matchup in particular is going to be pretty spicy. And I'm just looking forward to a weekend sitting on the couch watching some high-stakes action. And, of course, we got the CFP on Monday, too. So nice three-day run of some really good games. Yeah, we got a lot of good football. We'll talk all our CFP picks on Monday, guys. Today we're talking NFL. If you're watching on TikTok, make sure you drop your questions in the chat. We got Nasty in there who's got a lot of money on Michigan in the uh, CFP. Free people, get in the Discord. Get in the Discord, people. Link up in the bio. Morning from Louisiana, from Zach Logan, guys. Welcome, welcome. If you are in there, make sure you drop your NFL questions. We'll get to them at some point during the show. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment all your picks and plays in the descriptions below on the replay, and we will get back to you there. Grant, talk about WSN.com. Yeah, well, guys, this might be the end of the NFL regular season, but I tell you what, it's never the end of opportunities to win some money over on WSN.com, the World Sports Network. We got promo codes for all the major sports books where you can click some of those, you know, create your accounts, earn yourself bonus bets or uh, deposit matches, whatever the case, whatever it's going to be, go on over there. You're going to get yourself a lot of pretty dope promotions. And then, of course, myself, Tanner, all the other experts on the team, we're giving out picks, you know, player props, game picks, all sorts of wonderful stuff, plus some more content. So you always want to jump over there, see what we're putting out even more when we're not here on the show. And as sad as I am that football is coming to an end, we have basketball, baseball. We have a lot coming up and we have a lot of content we're putting on WSN. So make sure you guys check that out. Got a few questions here to start the show off, Grant. Before we get into our picks, Bears beat the Packers. I am on the Bears plus three. I don't know what Grant is on, but I think Justin Fields plan for a job is very meaningful in this game, just as meaningful as it is for the Green Bay Packers trying to make the playoffs there. So Grant, quick, quick answer. What would you give for that? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't love the pick. I would go Bears plus three as well, because in my opinion, it's a total pick 'em game. So I, I would set the lineup plus one, minus one either way. That means I gotta go with the team getting three points. Jordan Love has really cleaned up his play, but Justin Fields is on a stretch where he's got 16 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Um, there are also reports that players on the Bears are, are campaigning for the team to trade the number one pick so they can keep Justin Fields. That it shows they have a level of confidence in him and with them playing well. I think it's a game where, again, 50-50, so you got to give me the team with the points. We got some comments. Kurt and the coach here. Pat's money line. Love it. We're going to be on Pat's money line as well. Packers money line because 500K for love if he makes the playoffs. I agree with that, but also at the same time, too, I'd rather take a prop for love than take them to win because Justin Fields playing for a job in the National Football League. Survivor, real quick, Grant, Steelers or Patriots, who would you rather go with? For a survivor pick? Yeah. Um, gosh. Congrats to this guy, too, for still being in a survivor league. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. If you, if you're still going at the end, of, I would probably go Patriots. Um, 
I don't love it, but I mean, it's hard to love anything in a survivor pool in week 18. I think there's a chance the Ravens still beat the Steelers just because, I mean, Tyler Huntley, Tanner, if Mac Jones is a Pro Bowl quarterback, you know who else is a Pro Bowl quarterback? Tyler Huntley. And they've got this style of play that they're used to. You know, they're, they're not really going to have to change a whole lot. And is Mason Rudolph going to be able to beat up on this Ravens defense? Wouldn't be so sure. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with that. I would take the Patriots. I don't think the Steelers blow anyone out. So if you're getting points with the Ravens, just take the points and hope for the best there. We got a lot of people watching on TikTok right now, guys. Make sure you drop your questions. We want to answer them throughout the show, but we're going to get into our picks. We each have three for Sunday, Saturday and Sunday this week. So Grant, why don't you start with a little, little Texans action coming in hot? Uh, you spoiled it, so now I can't bury the lead. I like the Houston Texans uh, versus the Indianapolis Colts. You want to take him at minus one money line. Money line's probably the smarter option just because you're not going to get that much of a boost in value and you don't want to push on a one-point difference. But I'm going to go with the Texans here. Now, I know that Indy won this game or this matchup when they played in week two. I believe it was 31-20. But things have changed. I mean, Anthony Richardson was playing that game. It was both quarterbacks, second game of their professional careers. It was both head coaches, second game of their first year as a head coach. Things have changed. We've seen that up to this point, you know, both teams are very well coached. I want to say that. These are probably my two front runners for coach of the year. I think whichever team wins this game might actually end up getting the coach of the year award. But I just look at the impact that C.J. Stroud made when he returned to the lineup. We saw what they looked like a couple of weeks ago when he wasn't there, and we saw what they looked like with him back in there last weekend. We know that if we're late in the fourth quarter and one team needs a scoring drive, C.J. Stroud is probably the more likely of the two quarterbacks to deliver that. No offense to Gardner Minshew. I mean, the Colts, they're good on offense. They can move the ball, but they also turn it over. They also have the lesser of the two defenses in this matchup. So yes, Houston is on the road. They haven't been great on the road, but I just think that you've got the best player in this matchup. And when it's a one point line, that's what speaks that speaks to me. I agree with that. I would take the Texans in the spot. I think they finished the season on a high note. We got Zach Logan coming in here. Colts is one of the teams that sneaks up a win against good teams this year. Yes, they do. Uh, Andy Robles, Texans all day. We got Tusk 368. Grant, this is a good one. I need a sure thing tonight. I'm down a lot already. Probably, <laughs> probably stop gambling then. That's what I'd say. Um, JT, anytime touchdown from Andy. And then current coach, take Nico on yards and Singletary on yards. Incentives are huge this weekend. I agree incentives are huge, and we got an incentive coming in hot right now. Dalton Schultz, four-plus receptions. You can take that for minus 215. You can go over four-and-a-half receptions for minus 105 here. If he has four receptions in this football game, he will make uh, $250,000. If he finishes with six catches, he will make 500000 In a game like this, I think C.J. Stroud is going to try to feed Dalton Schultz. Four-and-a-half is right in that wheelhouse. He can definitely get there. I think six-plus would be pushing it in this football game. The Colts don't defend tight ends great. They're giving up four-and-a-half receptions per game to the position. Uh, Schultz had four catches for 34 yards on seven targets against Indy on September 17th. And again, $250,000, very significant. We're talking about in the comments section, people really, really uh, like the incentives this week. So I would lean on Schultz four-plus, probably put it in a parlay, sprinkle over four and a half, but don't go all the way up to six plus. I think that's getting a little reckless, even with the 500K incentive. Yeah, one thing we're going to talk about this week is there are a lot of teams out there that don't need to be playing for anything. You know, they might be three and 13 and there's a win won't do anything but hurt their draft stock or 
that might have their playoff seed locked up, a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nothing they can do. They're going to be the three seed. But that doesn't mean that players aren't playing for, you know, whether it's personal pride, contract incentives, a spot on the team next year, looking to get a bigger payday in free agency. Just because the team can't gain anything doesn't mean some of these players aren't going to be putting their best foot forward. Totally agree. Comments coming in right now. We got NFL is rig bro from name the movie wasting your time. What a sad life it is to sit here and think the NFL is rigged. Even the NFL is rigged. Just guess the right side and you're good. You can have some fun with it. Uh, Tuss damn. Uh, that was the guy who was like, I'm, I'm down bad. I'm down bad. Listen, I've been down bad too. That's probably the best way to do it. There are no, no such there are sure things here. Bill's mafia run the table this year. We got chargers money line coming in here. Appreciate the follow. Um, CMC three touchdowns is something to talk about because of the MVP race, great odds. I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to play Grant. Um, so Brock Purdy, they already said Brock Purdy's not playing, but other than that, there was a report. I read this yesterday, so it could have updated by now, but there was a report that the other stars could see the field. In my opinion, that means, you know, a couple of series, a series, a quarter at most. I wouldn't put money on that. I, I mean, for him to get three touchdowns, he needs to play the entire game. And there's just no reason to risk that. Yeah, he needs to play the entire game in a competitive game. And even then, it's still a slim chance, too. So I think this is going to be like a week week two preseason game, potentially week three. Like starters are going to get three drives because they are off next week, and then they're going to be going to be done there. So, Grant, you have a, you have a pick in that game, don't you? Yeah, I do. I like the 49ers at minus four. Now, I, again, Purdy's not going to play, but I mean, hell, Kyle Shanahan said that Sam Darnold was like Steve Young in some aspects. So maybe they're going to get an upgrade when Sam Darnold's out on the field. Look, we know this Kyle Shanahan offense can function with pretty much anybody that's in there. I mean, they looked like a 500 team with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard in there at one point. So Going, making the switch from Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold. Yeah, Purdy's obviously better, but Darnold is competent. He looked all right in the preseason. It's a guy with NFL starting experience. He's not going to be horrible, and they're just going to run the ball and rely on their defense a lot. Going against an L.A. Rams team that, while they are one of the hottest teams in the league, they really have nothing to play for. I uh, think we were talking in pre-production. A win and a loss is the difference between a six and a seven seed. Doesn't matter a whole lot. Carson Wentz is going to be playing in this game. He hasn't started in more than a year. Matter of fact, he hasn't touched the NFL field in more than a year. And when he was playing his last game, he had no touchdowns, three interceptions. Kyron Williams also isn't going to be playing. I doubt Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are going to be out there for too long. Aaron Donald, all those big name guys. It's going to be a battle of the backups. We know the Niners are the more talented team top to bottom. And I think their system is a little more transferable from the first to the second unit. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus four at home. So I think you're going to see, yeah, like it's hard to tell like who's going to be on the field, who's not going to be on the field, how long they're going to be on the field for, et cetera. But the difference between a six and seven seed, if you're the six seed, you're probably going to play the Cowboys pending. They don't blow it. Um, and then if you're the seven seed, you're going to get the Lions. So uh, should be interesting to see what happens here this weekend. Oh, no, seven seed would play the Cowboys. Six seed would play the uh, six seed would play the uh, Lions. So either way, I mean, it's still a tough matchup. You're going to a, a home of a team that plays well either scenario. So I do like this pick here, but I think it's going to be a hard fought game for the Rams. I do think they're going to battle in this one. I mean, yeah, it's a divisional matchup. There's going to be some sort of, you know, personal pride and team pride at play. But, you know, it's the 49ers. I mean, these guys are cover machines, so I'll take them. 
Got a couple comments in here. Zozo and Evan coming in. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Uh, Rams win. They want momentum going into playoffs. Wentz needs this game for his confidence. I don't know if he has any confidence left. I mean, yeah, what confidence? Like, he's he's not going to be a starting quarterback again in the NFL. He could barely get on as a backup. I mean, saying he needs this game for confidence, sure. You know, I need more money in my paycheck for confidence. But he hasn't played in more than a year. In his last game, he had three interceptions. Why should I believe he's going to have a good game? Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely uh, tough betting on Wentz in this spot. So uh, look for him to be an X factor either way for the win or the loss. Pats minus one half versus the Jets is my next pick. We were talking about the Pats in the comments section a little bit. If Bill Belichick's time in New England is actually done, I think this team's going to send him out with a win. I think they're going to play hard. And both defenses are very good in this game. And the Jets have been a little bit of a train wreck the past few weeks. I'm not going to lie about that. The Patriots have been up and down. But overall, the New York Jets are allowing explosive plays, and they're not really hanging tough in the red zone. Seems like they've given up almost this season. And they also don't have a quarterback who's capable of Trevor Simeon or Brett Ripon. So I think this game comes down to which offense do I trust more? And I'm going to lean towards the Patriots there slightly with Bailey Zappi, even though he was horrendous last week turning the ball over. And then it also comes down to who is at home. And the New England Patriots are at home in this football game. And you have the Bill Belichick factor coming into his last game. Uh, so – Patriots, I think, is the move here. I don't know if it's by much. I think it's a very slim margin, a low-scoring, ugly game, obviously, with the 30-and-a-half-point total. Uh, but the Patriots get the job done. Belichick, it's something wild. Like, he's 18-2 and he's eighteen and two in his last 20 games against the Jets. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it's crazy. He, he just doesn't lose to these guys. To your point, it, it feels fitting that if he is going out, he would go out with a win against the team he's dominated. But there would also be poetic justice in the Jets' beating the Patriots. Um, I mean, New England has not looked good the last few weeks. I mean, they haven't looked all good all season, hell. But I will say they did have a chance to still beat the Bills last week despite turning the ball over four times inside their own 30-yard line. They're probably marginally better than the Jets, and they're at home for whatever home field advantage they have. So I would almost go Patriots off of the legacy factor. But, I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at unders on player props and stuff like that. I don't think there's a lot of points in this game. Got a comment here from Let's Go Mets. Why even bet on Pat's Jets? Well, here's the thing. You can say that about a lot of games this weekend. I would rather bet on two teams playing for absolutely nothing but pride than bet on a team that's going to the playoffs versus a team not going to the playoffs versus, you know, teams that are both two teams already in the playoffs and not playing for anything, right? Like, it's hard to predict those games, too. So I would rather bet on a game where I know the starters are going to be out there and both teams are playing to try to get a win to go into the, the offseason. Someone, Zozo, coming in saying it's a stay-away game. Gun to my head, I will take the Jets. Okay, well, don't put the gun to your head. Grant, final pick. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to kind of contradict what you just said there because my final pick is from two teams that aren't playing for anything. But I, I do think there's – I think you can get a bit, bit of a leg up in this one. I like the Chiefs at plus three and a half against the Chargers – First of all, take everything out of it. Just purely sports betting 101 plus three and a half. We know that you can still win if you lose on a field goal. So obviously like that, that's attractive. When I look at this Chiefs team, though, I mean, Mahomes isn't going to play. Kelsey probably isn't going to play. I would expect Isaiah Pacheco doesn't play either. But as far as the other receivers and, and guys that just haven't been that impressive on the offensive side of the football, I think they're going to be out there. You know, it. If they continue dropping passes in week 18, well, hell, that's what they've done all season. But if you can get some explosive plays or get them some touchdowns, that's going to boost their confidence. So I think you're going to see the the 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire's, the Sky Moors, the Kadarius Tonys, the MVSs. I think they're going to get some snaps in this game. And this Chiefs defense, we know, one of the three best in the NFL, giving up just 17 points per game. Going against a Chargers team led by Easton Stick, they are 0-4 when Stick is on the field, and they're averaging just 12 points per game over the last six games. So, yes, the Chiefs offense might look pretty terrible, but guess what? The Chargers look terrible to begin with. Now they're facing a tough defense, a team that's still wants to have some momentum and a team that can lose but still cover this line. So Chiefs plus three and a half, I like that one. I like I like Easton Stick a little bit. And he's got a little something. I think there's a little something there. I do. Good system. Good. I think there's something there. I mean, he's thrown for more than 220 yards one time in four games, and they lost all of those. Well, he's not in a good situation, though, too. But he's but, also not good. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's a one double A quarterback. But I kind of like him. I think he's got a little something there. One thing to note in this game: Austin Eckler, one hundred and ten combined uh, rushing plus receiving yards, would give him a one hundred thousand dollar bonus. So that's something that I would look at in that game. I'm not saying he gets there. I don't think he's going to be anywhere close. But I do think he's going to get a lot of touches and a lot of opportunities. Um, so maybe looking at the over on his receptions or something like that. My final play here, Cowboys first half, team total over 14 and a half points against Grant's Washington Commanders, the Commies. They're not my team until we draft Caleb Williams. Not a good defense at all. I think Sam Howell's your guy, though. No, he's not. I think Sam Howell's the guy. You, you were talking about Sam Howell's going to win the MVP this year. No, all right, stop. Stop. I didn't say that. I said every year there's a quarterback that was a nothing the year before and enters the MVP conversation. I gave you five quarterbacks that fit that criteria, and Sam Howell's one of them. I never said he was going to win MVP. If he just didn't turn the ball over, though, he'd actually be really good. Like If you took all the interceptions away, he'd be the best quarterback in the NFL. I, I mean, yeah, it, I will say – we do have to question Eric Bieniemy for th- having him throw the ball more than any other quarterback in the league when he's a six-foot, fifth-round draft pick in his first year starting. It does seem like a bit of coaching mismanagement. Yeah, and he'll be gone. He'll get a head job somewhere, whether it's with the commies or not. But anyways, the Cowboys were handed a division title, basically, if they win this football game. They had the, the refs had to mess up in the Lions game. Again, we weren't on the field. We don't exactly know what happened in that situation, but it looked like there was a mess up there with the refs. And then also, too, the Eagles just can't beat anyone. So losing the Cardinals last week opened the door for the Cowboys. If Dallas doesn't come out and play their best football game of the season, especially on offense, I know they're on the road in a cold-weather game, which is definitely tough here. But if they don't come out and play hard in this game right away, I would be shocked. Uh, Dak Prescott was electric last time against the Commanders in the 45-10 route of the uh, of the Commanders. Again, though, it wasn't until late in the game where they really popped off. Early on, they had a 2010 lead going to the half. They still scored 20 in the first half. Prescott threw for 331, four touchdowns in the meeting. Um, so looking at this game, I do like the Commanders to not stop a soul. They're giving up 16 points per game in the first half. They're giving up 30 points per game overall, which is worse than the NFL. I think Dallas comes out, throws it around the field, finds a way to score at least 14 half points in that first half. So I don't hate it, and I would probably lean that direction, but I do just want to put it out there as a word of warning to everybody that the Cowboys are outstanding at home. I think they're 8-0. They beat they beat the Commies 45-10 to in Jerry World on Thanksgiving. But, I mean, the Commanders, uh, they beat Dallas in the last week of the regular season last year. That was Sam Howell's first start. They ended up winning 26-6. Da- Dak Prescott, I believe, is nine touchdowns, seven interceptions on the road this season. Again, Washington's got the worst defense in the league. Absolutely nothing to play for. They have a chance at the number two pick if they can just lose. And the Cowboys own the commies, but I don't know. I just 
I'm not so sure about this whole minus 13 line. I'm not sure it's going to be a blowout. And if they are going to cover the minus 13, then they need to probably hit your first half total. So I'm a little wary on it. I would probably lean your way, but I don't think it's a 100% guarantee. So I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be able to stop the commanders too. If they just start throwing the ball around the field. Like it, this could quickly become a shootout. Um, so I think Cowboys come out on fire and we got a, we got a good point here. Someone makes a good point. Let me check this out. They have to throw the ball from Jay Bird a lot because the offensive line can't block to run. Really, it's amazing how bad Pollard's been this season without Zeke. Not the guy. I, yeah. I, I mean, we were talking about that throughout the offseason, though. We we called this. We said the Cowboys don't realize what they're missing when they miss Zeke. It's not so much that you're losing Ezekiel Elliott. It's that you're losing the big physical presence that will run the A and B gaps, and now you're getting an undersized guy who's going to be your bell cow. I mean, Pollard, do you remember early in the year the rants we had where he was minus 200 to score a touchdown, and he had like one touchdown in 10 games? Yeah, but they don't give you the no side of the touchdown, which is ridiculous. Um, they ESPN had, bet does so. Shout out yeah, to them. ESPN does yeah, they do. Or the the ESPN's coming along. Ravens going far from K N. I think so. Who wins the NFC? Uh, who wins the NFC? Grant the Niners. Uh, the Niners are the favorites too. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they're probably the smart pick right now. But I picked the Cowboys I, before the year started. I put a futures bet on Chiefs Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So that's my pick. I got to stick with it. Dallas is poop cheating. Help them also. Come on, guys. Well, they, they didn't. They didn't ask to cheat. Like that wasn't. They, it's not their fault. The refs messed up. Either. Yeah, and I mean, like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. I'm a Commanders fan, but they've been quote unquote cheated before. I mean, Des caught it. Everybody knows that. And then Malcolm Joe Flacco is the king of Cleveland. Joe Flacco is the king of Cleveland. I agree with that 100. percent By the way, look. I don't know for sure that I would do it, but if the Browns are in Baltimore for their first playoff game, Baltimore gets the bye, but their starters aren't playing this week. They're not going to play next week because of the bye. If they've got two, three weeks off and they face a Cleveland team that has won in the first round of the playoffs with maybe the best defense in the NFL and you've got Joe Flacco going back home to Baltimore with the way he's playing, that could be a big upset alert. Well, so the last time the Ravens were at one seed, it was a few years ago. I don't know exactly. It was 2019. It was when Lamar won his first MVP. And they got blown out by the Titans in the first round because they rested starters and then they didn't play for a week. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how Harbaugh handles that. We know Lamar won't be out there, but like who is going to be out there for them? Are they going to get a little more burn this week because of what happened um, back in 2019? Yeah. I mean, they got Dalvin Cook, right? So they're they're saved. Yeah. There you go. Dalvin Cook going to get a lot of burn this weekend. Um, anyways, Grant, electric show today. That was week 18. Why don't you tell us what you're doing this weekend uh, with, with the WSN and all that? What's, what's the content coming up on the site? Well, I just released my new NBA power rankings, and I've got NBA picks and props coming out this morning. Matter of fact, they're probably out by the time you hear this. So if you're interested in that, go on over, check it out. Tanner, I know we're always putting out some parlays and stuff for the nfl games as well so again wsn.com go make your way over there check them out tanner and i will be back on monday like we said to review everything that happened in the nfl this weekend and most importantly give our picks for the college football playoff national championship game between washington and michigan so make sure that you all are subscribed to the channel so you never miss out when we go live and tanner feel free to take us on out into the weekend yeah, don't miss that show on Monday. We're going to have player props and all that good stuff, total spreads, you name it. We'll have it. 
And that was Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. Happy Friday. Enjoy week 18. And we will see you Monday for another episode.